and welcome to Film Forums. I'm Richard Williams, the creator of this platform, a place dedicated to the filmmaking community. We interview members of the film industry to find out what it really takes to make a movie, bring a script to screen, or secure that acting role. If that sounds good to you, please subscribe to us on YouTube and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform so you can be the first to know when an episode drops. We'd really appreciate it if you'd like and share this if you get value from this episode. Thank you. It's them, the Windsor boys, acapella royalty. Those guys look like assholes. I worship those assholes. Gross. So can you introduce yourself and give an overview of your journey into the filmmaking industry to date? So my name is Isaiah Frizzell, and this was one of the interviews I was excited to be a part of. And um, in terms of the journey, hmm, where do I start? I would say... My acting journey started kind of on, in, in certain ways, on accident. You know, the idea of acting and things like that was, was cool, but it was never like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to be when I grow up. Um, and throughout elementary school, my buddies and I, we used to just shoot like short little films, whatever the case would be, something simple. I didn't think anything of it. It was just something that we enjoyed doing. And in high school, in high school, for, for a few years, a friend of mine, she kept trying to get me to audition for like the theater production. And I was like, um, no, <laughs> I was like, just no. And by my senior year, I auditioned for the theater production and that in itself like snowballed into what my career is now. Fast forward throughout the end of high school, even in college, I was, um, I majored in psychology and film and I was just kind of like in that world and create my own stuff, but also making a point to be a part of other people's things. And I was like, this is, this is my, my space. You know what I'm saying? This is enjoy this. So while I was in college, I was also going to New York, going back and forth to audition. Yeah. Once I graduated school, it was like, all right, well, now we hit the ground running and we just go from there. I've already got the impression of you from researching you and and just listening to you for whatever it's been two minutes that you're very focused. I appreciate that. I, 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 I try to be very um, intentional with everything that I do, for sure. Like there's, there's usually intention and thought that goes behind just how I move throughout the world. Um, you know, part of my French, I don't like to half-ass things, you know, so it's like whenever I do something, I try to do it to the best of my ability. Um, and yes, be very focused and very determined and very uh, diligent. Can you tell us what Boyfriends is about, your role in it, and whether the full series has been commissioned or not? So Boyfriends is about the main character, Nick, who's in college, and he and his friends are just kind of experiencing life. Um, it's a heavy emphasis on, you know, the lifestyle of a, you know, a gay character and just his his journey and his, uh, you know, his challenges, however normal or extravagant they are. Um and, you know, him having the support of his friends. So my character, Dom, is one of his friends in college, like one of his close buddies, confidants. We're just experiencing life together, man. It's just like the ups and downs, the craziness that is. And uh, the great thing about Boyfriends is it like it kicks it up a notch. You know, it's it's more than just your, your humdrum <laughs> college experience. There's, there's a lot of surprises involved, a lot of uh, 
you know, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of moments I'm just like, oh, wow, that's, that's crazy. But could it possibly happen? Sure. Absolutely. The, the whole series itself, I guess they're still in workings. The, the pilot that we shot and that everyone can see has been doing amazingly well. I agree with you. Well, I mean, I let, um, obviously I watched it before uh, I, I've spoken to you and, uh, at the moment, at the time of this, we're recording this. It's like 166,000 views um, for a pilot, yeah. which is incredible. You must be stoked uh, with that. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's cool to see those numbers. Yeah, it's. I think it's just cool in in essence to be a part of something like that. But like the cast and crew, it's all amazing, very talented. You know, to see something come to fruition like that, it's like you know there is possibility for other things to come. We'll just see. You know, I think the thing about the film life is that it's always something juggling. You know, things are always juggling and you never really know what's going to come of it. But when you do anything and it's like received well, it's cool. It's a it's a reminder. It's like this is what you do it for. You know, you do it to have fun. And again, that was my biggest takeaway. It's like there was a lot of talent on that set. And I made some friends that I still have now. Uh, from that project, college can be weird at first. And it's like how you navigate and all those things is very, um, is relatable, but also can be very, like, very subjective in certain aspects, too. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, I found myself sort of guiltily laughing very early on when one of the characters claims that um, another may have a serious illness and uh, a clever, albeit disgusting ending to the to the pilot episode. Yeah. It's a sharp, edgy humour part of the reason you came on board with the project? How did you get involved? Um, I got involved actually from my buddy, my buddy Joe. He had reached out to me randomly. And Joe and I, we hadn't talked in a, in a while. He was like, hey, would you be interested in this pilot? I was like, um, what's it about? You know? And he started reading off what it was about and everything like that. I was like, I auditioned for this a while ago. And I was like, I never heard anything back. He was like, really? I was like, yeah. So he called me back. He was like, well, are you able to get to New York and like do a table read right now? I was like, I could be there in an hour. And I went, read with some of the other guys. And I was like, yeah. So like reading the actual, when I first, I remember when I first auditioned for it and I got the sides. I liked it because it seemed to be pretty, pretty fast paced, but also very smart. Um, Noam, who's the creator and writer of this, he has a very intelligent way of getting things across and very funny so that caught my attention i was like this would be something cool to to be in i feel like i'm kind of working my way through the cast of standing eight which was a 2016 short film having mm -hmm. spoken to, to kazi um to go honest if i'm pronouncing his name correctly ready Gorliando. um what was it like working with them on that short movie depicting a boxer who was uh, diagnosed with lupus? uh kazi and freddie are family those are those are two of my closest friends and you know in no stretch of the imagination they're they're family for me so like those are my brothers um i talk to kazi regularly i talk to freddie regularly um whenever kazi's out here in la we all get together we just hang out and um it's very much what you would kind of want in life you know people that you are going through the same journey with but also just good solid people kazi has an amazing heart and you know the whole story behind standing eight how it pertains to his life in certain ways, how it reflects on his life, I think is very commendable. And when we worked on Standing 8, that was a good time. You know, I remember that day specifically and the couple of days that we, we were on set for it. 
that was a really, really cool time. It was a real good time. Uh, great people to work with. Again, it was a solid cast and crew and everybody was there to work. Just make this something that people want to see. Kazi works hard, man. Kazi is a hard worker. He's a brilliant mind too. So coming into this, I was like, I'm down, you know, you can leave me I'm not surprised that, that you two are friends just based on my conversation with him recently, recently, a couple of weeks ago, whatever it was, and, and how you were coming across. I can, I can kind of tell you're on the same, maybe on the same wavelength, same kind of focus to drive to get to where you want to be, really, I think. so. Yeah, yeah, Kazi's a good dude. And he, you know, he has my back and my best interest and I have his the same. And same with Freddie. It's like, you know, it's, it's just a group of guys who are, doing what they got to do to make things happen, but also looking out for their people, you know, um, and just being decent, <laughs> you know, that's, that's the, I think that's the biggest takeaway is like, it's one thing to have a goal and have a dream and to have a drive, but it's another thing to kind of like be yourself and also treat others well throughout the entire process. That's the biggest task. You know, I think that's the most important when it's all said and done because Everything else is going to happen, you know, but it's like, who are you at the end of the day? That's cool. Yeah. Um, what do you wish you'd known um, when you first embarked on your filmmaking career? That's a good question. What do I wish I'd known? Taking stock in that, like understanding that everything you do is, is, is worth something instead of just kind of like running yourself into the ground sometimes, like really taking your time, asking more questions and, uh, you know, seeking community. Because I think in this industry, sometimes we, as an actor, it's a very, it can be a very solo journey in theory, but it's like, it's really not. Like as actors, filmmakers, creators, whatever the case may be, it's like, in order to make something happen, you need other people involved to some capacity. So it's like, it's cool to ask questions. It's cool to ask for help. It's cool to like form a network. We'll do that advice to be honest, not just in, uh, in acting to be fair. It's very important to understand that and realize that as you go through life, because it's like, you know, we're a community first, you know, and a community really goes a long way because there may be something that you do, but someone else does this and they could kind of take the load off of what you're doing. And you could take the load off of what they're doing. Um, and you guys just build something together. The industry is, it's, it's a mystique in certain ways. Like there's not one linear way to get from point A to point B and, it doesn't mean that what you're doing is not the right way just because you haven't had a certain amount of success at this age or at this timeline in comparison to someone else. Morgan Freeman, what's the best advice you've been given as a filmmaker? <laughs> I think just to create. I think that's the biggest thing is like just create and it's like don't worry so much about each thing being perfect or like Oscar worthy or something like that instead just getting yourself to do like just create just create and just keep creating be be certain of what it is that you're doing like because it's a it's a thankless job in certain aspects like you'll spend a lot of time working versus reaping the rewards for a long time you know interesting I, I that question you pretty much all of you guys say the same thing just get on yeah. with it. Yeah, do. Don't doubt yourself too much. Believe, have convictions, go for it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's, um, you know, one of the things we're told as actors, at least, or just in life, maybe it's like people can, people can pick up on desperation. People can pick up on uncertainty. 
you know, it's, it's important, I think, to have conviction about yourself and like be, be self-assured in certain aspects because when you walk into a room, you know, people pick up on what you're giving. And it's, it's not always easy when you don't have the reaffirmations or the validation that comes with what you're working on or what you put out, but it still helps to have a certain level of like, this is who I am, this is what I do. Do you struggle with the most as a writer and also as an actor? Oh, <laughs> what do I struggle with the most? Um, it could be that sometimes, actually. It's like, it's imposter syndrome. Very much the thing of like, being like, all right, well, this probably isn't good or this is crap. And it's like, you think yourself out of something before you even do it. And, you know, in terms of writing, you, you get this monkey brain, you know, it's, it's really like the chaos that goes, <laughs> goes under your head and how you just walk through every situation with that in the back of your head. So for me, big time imposter syndrome is, is, is big for me. And uh, just learning to take a break sometimes, too. You know, that's a that's a, a big thing for me. It's like not knowing when it's just like not thinking do. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. <laughs> it's hard for me. I could definitely um, create an article about imposter syndrome. Not the, not the first filmmaker to, uh, to say that either. So that's interesting. Thank you. Can you tell us uh, about your podcast? It seems to be uh, an interesting blend of sort of mental health and, and horror. Uh, yeah so uh the bird brain podcast is is my baby it's a hybrid so on mondays uh i have episodes that focus on just like honestly seeing yourself better treating yourself a little bit better having a very healthy relationship with yourself and how you can you can pinpoint certain certain things in your life that you may have overlooked that are very simple like very much in your daily routine that really reflect what kind of relationship you have with yourself and how that filters out to your relationships with people in the world. So, and I just do my best to like have a conversation, like not talk over anyone's head, but just have a simple conversation about, Hey, this is what my week was. Maybe you can relate and let's talk about it. Um, and it's all about like staying elevated. I say have a bird's eye view on life because birds, they fly a little higher. And it's like, if you're up here and your situation's down here, it allows you to kind of stay elevated. I love you that. Know? I think that's yeah. yeah. I thought I thought it was very accessible. That was my impression of it, very accessible. Thank you. Yeah, I, I try to be, because for me, it's like, look, you know, I know what I've experienced personally, and I know I'm not unique. So if there's anything that I could talk about how I got through this situation, I'm willing to Sure. And maybe someone can relate. Maybe it helps someone along the way. Um, and then I just switch gears. And Fridays, I write a lot of horror stories. So I write these short stories and I just narrate them. It's, it's cool. I like having a balance. Obviously, you're, you're going to be doing that ongoing. Um, but I was just going to ask you finally, what are you working on um, next other than obviously your ongoing podcast? Um, working on right now, I just finished writing the book. It's in the revision process. And i um, going to start working on the illustrations for it very soon. Um, but yeah, it's called The Coloring Book. And that's all about life not being as black and white as we think. And, you know, understanding that your experiences throughout life really color who you are as a person. And again, very similar to the podcast, but like very more in depth and just something that people can read and also color. You know, throughout quarantine, I had a minute to like really just hunker down and write and use my experiences to my advantage. There is a film 
that I was in called Blind Fire. And that's going to be a, a very opposite story, plot, feeling of Boyfriends. That's a little bit more serious, more, uh, more visceral. But it's a project that I was excited to be a part of. 